Welcome to Rewind the Movies, and this week we're looking back at Big Trouble in Little China. Also known as John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China, it's a 1986 American fantasy martial arts action comedy film directed by John Carpenter and starring Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, Dennis Dunn and James Hong. The film tells the story of Jack Burton, who wants to help his friend Wang rescue his green-eyed fiancée from bandits in San Francisco's Chinatown. They go into the mysterious underworld beneath Chinatown, where they face an ancient sorcerer named David Lopan. He requires a girl with green eyes to marry in order for him to be released from a centuries-old curse. However, the film received mixed reviews that left John Carpenter disillusioned with Hollywood and influenced his decision to return back to independent filmmaking. It became a cult classic though, and it was a film that I absolutely loved growing up and I would watch it time and time again. The dialogue in the film is so quotable with a number of different lines that you can say time and time again. I loved the film growing up, but what did Evan and Prague think? Here's the episode, here are our thoughts. Five little words that during my childhood I absolutely loved. Big trouble in Little China. <laughs> it was my pick, and uh oh, when it because we do um sort of random selector um to to pick our podcast uh, as you guys know on the podcast, but the listeners won't. So what we do is we put a pile of films in, and that we let the random generator pick the next film, and then this came out. And I had a massive smile on my face because as a kid, I owned it on VHS and I watched it over and over and over again. It, we'll get into it in a minute, but you know, the, the lead characters are brilliant. It's got so many quotable lines in it that as a kid, I would just say them over and over again, right? And let me tell you, a little story that when I f- had my first ever job, so my first ever full-time job proper anyway, I worked in British Gas in Cardiff. And um, you both know British Gas because you've, you've worked there, I'll work there. Um, and I found a kindred spirit in this guy called David who loved the film just as much as me. And we're talking about 99 here. So number of years ago, the internet obviously was about... And our highlight was at the time that we found um, like an online soundboard that you could just press a button and it would do certain lines from the film. So you press a button and it'd go, indeed. Um, did, you ever, did you ever do the um, the hand gesture across the office? <laughs> Many a times. I'd come in in the morning and if he was already there, we'd do the hand gesture. <laughs> I still, you know, I still do it now. Huh? Oh, it's it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so you can probably tell where I'm going with, with this film about what I think think about it, right? It's pro- probably one of the first mainstream martial art films that I saw as a kid. Don't get me wrong, I, I I saw a little bit of Bruce Lee growing up, but this was the first sort of film that had. It, it was westernized, you know. It, it had. Um, Jack Burton is a lead character, and we'll get into whether he is the he is the lead character or whether it's um, combined with the guy who plays Wang. Um, but it left a, a lasting impression. It was the fight scenes. It was the over the top sort of nature of it. It was the to an element fantasy of the film as well. Mm. Chinese um, mysticism. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also the cockiness of Jack Burton. It's misplaced cockiness, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not to say that he. Th- I don't think he thinks he's great, but I do think he thinks he can help or solve most things yeah. by being involved. That's the I, impression I get from it. I get an impression, right, that he's quite insecure and he has a front about him, and mm. yeah, he he wants to help his friend in this scenario. Um, but yeah, he just has this cockiness that he generally thinks he has to show people that he's good at things in order to be liked. Yeah, and 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 I think he goes, he, he seems to go all the way through the film, not having a clue what's going on or where or where he is. But it, but it's but it's just it's it's just basically like like oh. he's ro- like he's rolling with it. And one thing I noticed as well that. You see, you first see him in his truck eating the massive sandwich, and he, you know he's driving through the night. He gets to the market and everything. He stays up all night gambling and drinking and, and, and whatever. Then all of a sudden, it's he gives his mate a lift to the airport. So he's so he's drink driving. He's <laughs> he's, he's he's got no sleep whatsoever. His diet is terrible, and and <laughs> how is he still functioning? When you break it down, mate, right, from the start of the movie to the end of the movie, it's a 36-hour period, and he has not slept. I know, yeah. <laughs> is it 36? No, it can't be th- It can't be 36 hours, is it? Yeah. I, th- I only thought it was, like, 40, well, 24 at most. Oh, no, it's, there's two nights involved. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. And he hasn't slept. Can you imagine that he must have been exhausted? Yeah, well, and one, yeah, yeah. But but then, like you, you see, he hasn't slept. Right at the very end, he goes off driving again, and he's yeah. drinking, and he's drinking while he's driving. Well, I'd like oh. to think that uh, you didn't see this scene, but you know when they got back to the uh, to the restaurant, they all just crashed yeah. for a couple of hours. <laughs> they had a shower, you know, fresh yeah. or whatever after what happened. That type of thing. Well, when you first meet him. Yeah. He's, he's in the van, don't you? And yeah. um, and he's yeah, he's on the CB radio. He's he's saying he's saying all these quotable lines. You know, have you paid your dues, Jack? But the actual opening scene of the film is Egg Chen. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know, oh, you leave Jack Burden alone. We owe him a great debt and all that. That scene was actually put in at the request of the studio because the studio felt that they they needed something in there that showed that Jack Burton was the hero. Yeah, and I, <laughs> it definitely plays with the audience's mind as well because, because you hear those lines from Egg Chen, you go through the film. Like, uh, when I first watched it, I, I thought Jack Burton was the hero. I did. But when you become... When, you, when you're older and you become a bit more savvy to you know, what the mechanics of the film and so on. It's not Jack Burton's. A, he's a bit of an idiot. Like he's, <laughs> and I, I mean that in the most lovable way. He's, it's, it's Wang who's the hero. Yeah, yeah, well, he's the one who beats the majority of people. Jack yeah. Burton is Robin to Wang's Batman. <laughs> it, it just so happened that Jack is, is the one that actually kills Lo Pan. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's and, he, and he fucks that up to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> so I've mentioned like 
my love for the film already. Mm. Ev, did, did you uh, watch it much growing up? Yeah, yeah. It's um, it was it was one of those one of those ones we, we got from the got from the video shop and the big massive plastic plastic cases. Um, and I think I think I was drawn to it just because of the front cover, because that, because I remember the front cover was it was. You know, it was it was very it was a big like colourful poster things and and whatever like that and it and there's a, it's been a common common theme of all the films we've done that back when they were when they were first released they've they've had a classification which is different to what they've got now that mm. that I remember when this came out I'm pretty sure it was a PG but now if you look at it on say on Sky or whatever how they they classify it as a 15. And and a lot of a lot of films like like um, you know we not long recorded Total Recall and that was at eighteen when that came out but then it's a fifteen now on on Sky and stuff like that and it's it it's weird the way the way the classification works works now with certain films and 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 again surprise surprisingly like Spaceballs this was a, this was a PG but then he drops an F, drops an F bomb in it. Um, uh, but it's, is it's is only... on the bottle scene? Where he's no, just the bottle. No, no, it's it's only subtle. It's basically when he's when when they're in Lopan's office, and he's he's tapping his knife against the wall, and he finds a hollow wall, and he and he goes, oh, fuck it!" And then he 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 slices he slices he slices the wall, and then finds a secret lift to go down to the wedding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's with um, Egg Shen and all those, yeah. When he drinks the magic, I love, I love Kurt Russell in that scene because he's like, "Oh yeah, feeling kind of invincible." Blah 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 blah, and then he gets this homoerotic vibe, but he says, "Is that getting high in here?" Or is it me? <laughs> <laughs> he tries to play it off, like. but also all, all the, the the gang that's around him—they're all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," because Jackie Chan was originally going to play Wang. But Carpenter didn't feel his English was good enough. Yeah. There's there's a few there's a few of the the Asian actors actors in the film which you which you instantly recognise as being in pretty much every eighties action film that yeah. required that required an Asian actor like like one like one of the um one of the the main Wing Kong, uh, the one with like, the long hair and the and the meat the, cleavers. The, yeah, the one not the one with the long hair and the tash. He oh, yeah, he's in Die Hard. Die Hard, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, one, um, one thing I, I, I did pick up for all for all Welsh uh, for all listeners who are Welsh Welsh rugby fans. One of the wing, one of the Wing Kong people looks like Ricky Evans, the old nineties Welsh prop. How he's <laughs> how he how he's how he's got a, he's got a big head. He's got spiky hair and a and a proper big tash. That, that, that's that's probably the most obscure reference that we're ever going to have on this podcast. Well, I'd, that, that only like not even one percent of the listeners are going to get. It was either Ricky Evans or Die Young. <laughs> well, what about you? You know, you grew up very close to me, so I'm assuming you probably borrowed this off me a couple of times at least. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I was a fan of John Carpenter in general and Kurt Russell, so this this was a film I grew up with. I. After I rewatched it for this podcast, I was trying to think about how highly I thought of it to begin with. And I think it's only as I've got older have I appreciated it more. Because when I I think when I was a kid first watching it, you you don't understand everything that's going on. I mean, there's there's a lot about 
Chinese mysticism and uh, you know tales of of uh, oh sorry Chinese folklore. So and you don't you don't grasp the the importance of that or the narrative aspect of that in the film to begin with. It's only when you're older do you realise that's sort of the angle. I don't get me wrong. I, I <laughs> it's obvious that martial arts and Asian culture are, are, are the main thrust of the film. But it's seen through Jack Burton's eyes, isn't it? So he's as a white kid, I should say, you know, a Europe, you know, Western kid growing up. I'm looking at it for Jack. I'm watching it for Kurt Russell, you know, and I, I'm still watching it for Kurt Russell. But the older you, the older I got, the more I appreciated every other aspect of involved in the film. As a kid, I thought it was actually based in China. I missed the the um the quote about it being in you know Chinatown and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah same here. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good actors in it. I think a lot of people do a lot of good things in it, and you know we've recently done Total Recall and we talk about you know a look of a B movie, and I think there there are times with Carpenter films he has that sort of feel about him. Yeah, and for me, yeah. th- th- this definitely has a non sort of mainstream look about it from, from a film point of view. And you know, mm. it, it had it had a big budget at the, for, for the time, I suppose 19 to 25 million, and it only returned 11 million at the box office. Yeah, oh, surprising. Um, I, I would say only in the 80s would this film be made in this way. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You'd never get this film with that budget or the cast or anything after the eighties or before the eighties. You'd never get it, and for that reason, I'm thankful. Well, the the film or the script, sorry, it floated around for quite a while, and it was originally going to be a western, and it was going to be set in something like. Um, 1880, 1890, or something like that. Um, and I think was it Clint Eastwood, and I, I got another another name somewhere. But anyway, Clint Eastwood and another big name was was linked to it. But um, for whatever reason, it, it you know it turned into what it turned into. And I don't know whether that's John Carpenter's influence. I'd like to know how much of the original script was remaining, if it was going to be a western. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, agree. So, with regards to favourite aspect, I, I'll I'll jump in if, that, right. if that's all right. And we've mentioned it already, right? But Jack Burton and Wang, I, I think, as a bit of a double act, they, they are you know really really yeah. good. Um, so I suppose what my favourite aspect of the film is sort of the characters and what they bring to the film. And then you've got the, the smaller part of um, Egg Chen, I think is brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the, of the storms. I will admit that I, I understand why they're there. I, I, I probably would have used them a bit more, but that gang rivalry as well, I thought was brilliant because that is probably the first time that you, you see some proper action in the film is when, mm. The truck is down the alley and the big fight scene happens and you, you think, oh, bloody hell, where, where's this film going? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, as, I, 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 quite, I quite like a, a lot of 
a lot of aspects of the of, of the film for different reasons out there. First of all, the the score I find is very is very good, um, and you can you can definitely see where um, series like Stranger Things borrowed their or got their influences from with the synth. Yeah, synth, isn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah, I know, and I've I'm just going through my notes. I made I made loads of notes here. Well, John, uh, why do you look through that? Ed? Um, John yeah. Carpenter was part of the band that did the theme tune to this. Yeah, yeah he wrote the song at the end. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. mention that. The yeah. Coop de Vils is mm. the band. But even like the special the special effects, I find are, are really good in this, and I think I think they, you know, they will probably hold hold their own today. Um, and in particular, the fight scenes as well. The fight scenes are, are are brilliant for the for that for that time. And I think especially when when you have Wang fighting um, uh, Rain, I think it is the storm at the end. Yeah, the, um, the, the, uh, yeah. the, the swords, the swordsman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, both of them fighting fighting each other right at the end. I think is yeah, brilliant. It's interesting because throughout the film, it does that typical eighties thing of one hit. And someone is knocked out or dead. Yeah, yeah. but you know that, that's the first time that they sort of there's a proper battle between um, mm. yeah um, rain. Um, it, funnily enough, the three storms they they're technically borrowed. Let's put it that way, borrowed from another film, um, sort of Japanese film. Um, yeah. Don't ask me the name of it, but it's a clear rip off of it. But they, they serve a purpose in the film. Mm. Rob, what about I you? Think, I, I wouldn't say. I'd go just touching on the three storms. I wouldn't say the actors are particularly good as the three storms. And I think that's why I have an issue with them. Yeah, they're a bit wooden. Or I, I don't like saying that type of stuff about, you know, uh, anybody to do with a film because it's a very difficult thing. You but, know the guy who enlarges himself when he gets angry? Um, I think well, the Chinese Arnie? Yeah, I think he's Thunder. Is he Thunder? Thund- thunder. Yeah, thunder, right? Um yeah, you know the bit where they go into the Wing Kong Exchange for the first time, um, looking. Uh, so it's it's Eddie, um, yeah. oh, and, and, and the two and the two women, yeah. sorry. And um, he's like, maybe I can help you. And <laughs> I can't. I still can't work out whether that's dubbed or not. I know. Yeah, that's 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 why I think he's the Chinese Arnie. <laughs> uh, it's, it's yeah, it's really bad. It is that is wooden. I will admit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Prog, what about you? Favorite aspect? Kurt Russell. Oh, Hands down, it's Kurt Russell. You know, uh, I mean, I'm a, a massive Kurt Russell fan. He's one of my f- favorite actors. I, I could watch him in anything. I have watched him in almost everything that he's been in. Um, I just, I think he's an, an underrated actor as well. He's just so. It, this film, I think, is an example of almost how effortless he makes things look. Jack Burton could have been such a dud character. He's supposed to be this buffoon hero, right? He's, a, he's supposed to be seen as the hero, but he's actually a buffoon. And I don't know how many people could have pulled it off as well as Kurt Russell pulls it off, because Kurt Russell still has... This charm about him, yeah. That even when he's being, for want of a better word, an idiot, you still like him. You still want, you still uh, want him to do well. 
Yeah. One of my favourite scenes with Kurt Russell is when he goes into the brothel for the first time. Mm-hmm. Which? Goes, uh, yeah. When I, first, when I first watched it, when I was watching it when I was younger, when I was up until a teenager, I didn't. Re- I still didn't realise it was a brothel. <laughs> when he goes in, right, and he goes, Hi, ma'am, Henry, Mo- Henry Swanson's my name and excitement's my game. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he, I, I, I still quote that now, you know, to this day and it just makes me smile and it's yeah that character and you, you put you hit the nail on the head it's 100 percent his charm yeah pulls, and there's, there's, there's one line i think in the film where he actually comes across as the suave hero that he wants to be and it's at the end when he has that dialogue with uh gracie law they're talking about living in the van this that and the other and he he goes to leave and Margot says, aren't you going to kiss her? He looks at her. This is his hero moment for me. The rest of the film, he's not a hero, <laughs> but this is his hero moment. She says, aren't you going to kiss her? He looks at Gracie Law. Oh, aren't you going to kiss her goodbye? He looks at Gracie Law and he says, no. As in, this isn't goodbye. <laughs> That's the one moment he gets as the hero, but he nails it. <laughs> Because nice. every other moment he has, he's like, he's he's it's by the by the seat of his pants that he's getting through it. Yeah. When he first meets um, Gracie Law in, in the, the airport, airport. Oh. and he, he's sort of talking to her, and then he does that thing where he t- he turns to the side and she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks a wang. Like yeah. almost like winking at him. I'm, I'm in here. He turn and he does that. He puts his tongue in his in his cheek. Yeah. Like I'm nailing this. He turns back and she's not there. And I love the fact that John Carpenter cuts back in the edit. They cut back to Wang and Wang is just laughing at him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so good. Yeah. It's for me. It's just it's it's just the the dialogue from him. It's brilliant. Even the oh, yeah. even in even in little bits where where he um where he's he's in where he's in the restaurant and he's on the phone to the insurance company oh. and um and it, and and he's just, and it's when he when he meets like, Ed, like Eddie and um yeah. and he's just he's, he's having like he's, he's almost having three conversations at once because he's talking to the woman on the phone and then and then Wang's just saying oh it, it didn't happen Uncle Chu not like not like you said and then all of a sudden it cuts back to Kurt Russell he goes yes it did Uncle Chu tall guy wear clothes face you see him then you don't and then he goes back to the other the conversation yeah. just that, like, scene is, that scene is brilliant yeah. Kurt Russell is brilliant in that scene. Why are we talking about scenes then? Do you have a favourite scene? Prague, I'll start with you. Go on. I don't have a favourite scene, no. I just love everything in the film. Yeah. I'm surprised, right? I, I, I didn't think you'd love it as much as you sort of, you know, coming across. I, I don't know, I thought you'd enjoy, probably would have enjoyed it as a kid, but now, yeah. It's, it's weird, right? Because obviously me and you have spoken about films for so long and so many films as well, when we were growing up. I, I can't actually remember us talking about Big Trouble in Little China that much, only insofar as I know that how about how much you like it. I don't think I've ever actually said about how much I enjoyed Big Trouble. I think it's other people I talk to Big Trouble about. I think when, when we get into a conversation about it, I'm listening to you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> because I've always enjoyed Big Trouble. I, I mean... <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's not it's not perfect. 
if you were to break it down right, there's there's quite a few things wrong with it. But there's three words I would use to describe this film. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> and that's all you want, isn't it? Oh, this, yeah. is the, this is the perfect movie to watch and just switch off when you're watching it. When somebody says to me, oh, it's a movie that you don't, you don't have to, you know, you, you can turn your brain off when you watch it. This is that movie for me. So, like, when when you're asking me to pick a scene, normally I can highlight one scene because it it's better than the rest. But I wouldn't want to pick a scene in this. I let me say this then: I would say any scene involving Kurt Russell as Jack Burton, those those are my favourite scenes. That's not to say they're the best scenes ever, but they're as good as each other. And I think it comes back down to what we've already said that he. He he does bring something very very special to the to the film, yeah. and if they didn't have the Jack Burton character or it wasn't Kurt Russell, very yeah. different film for me. I, I will as an example to what I'm saying. You look at something; it's not even a whole scene, but you look at something as as slight as when they're trapped in that room and they've only seen Kurt Russell, but Wang stays with him, so Kurt as Jack Burton goes to sort out his weapons and all that. And by the time he comes back, Wang's already taken care of everyone. Hi, they only saw me. Yeah. <laughs> Ev, what about you? Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's loads I could pick from that one way. Like I said before, he's, um, he's on the phone to the insurance company. Um, the one, the one, the, the one in Lopan's office where he's like, where he's, He's having a conversation with Egg about the six demon bag and stuff like that. But it's um Is that is that when they um they meet him for the first time? No as old, old Lopan. Uh, yeah. Oh no, 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 I'll I'll get onto that. No, this is um the uh I've seen I could have picked the one the one where he's where he's with Egg Egg Chen and he's he's just about to drink the potion and stuff like that and he's talking about a six demon bag. But oh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with the one where they where they meet Lopan for the um, I'd say for the for the first time they meet old Lopan and they're they're um they're tied to the wheelchairs just just for the fact that he's that he he's he's tied up by I don't know you could call them ghosts or mag- or magicians or whatever he's he's pretty much going to die and yet he's still he's still taking the taking the piss out of the, out of the, out of this yeah. out of this out of this old the, this old bloke for not finding a girl in two thousand years. Well, yeah, well, what what I what I like about that scene is that despite everything he's seen to do with the storms, he almost still doesn't believe it. Yeah, because he's he's run he's run Lopan over. Lopan got up from the truck and then, you know, breathed light in his yeah. for a little bit, and then he's seen the storms, and then he's he's in like a a dungeon or whatever, at, you know. Oh, um, what's the room that they go in that's flooded and it's got all those bodies and stuff? And that's where they capture oh, yeah. the low pan. And then yeah. he still doesn't seem to believe exactly. <laughs> what. I, think I think he's in a state of like shock. He's yeah. almost like, "Come on, this isn't what I, what's happening." Yeah. Where, where he, he more or less says, and he goes, "Come on, Dave, you yeah, yeah. to get it. You're not." And then he's like, "Oh, you're not brought on this world to get it, Mister Burton." 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the great thing about that scene is Lopan's reaction to Jack Burton. Well, he does that bit, doesn't he? And it's it's quite a famous line, well, I think it is, where he goes, you can go off and rule the, the universe the from universe. beyond the grave. And he goes, indeed! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm a bit like you, Ever, right? I've got so many different um, scenes that I could use. I, I love the scenes where or the scene where the, the two um um well, what are they call gangs are fighting the 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 Chen Sings and I can't remember the other Wing, Wing Kong. No, the Wing Kong is the exchange. The other band is called the band. The other gang no, no, the 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 gang's called Wing Kong. Yeah, oh, the Wing Kong Tong they're called. Oh, Lords okay. of Death. Uh, well, the Lords of Death, the guys in the airport. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah I'll come yeah. on to that scene now, right? Because do you know the bit where. They're driving away with the girl in the back. Yeah. Mm. Um, Mao Mao Ying or whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, and then they they almost run down Jack Burton and uh, and Wang, don't they? Wang. Well, yeah. that scene is filmed in reverse. Oh, so yeah. the cars going away from them. Yeah, yeah. So oh, okay. they, they, they did it that way. Um, yeah, from a safety point of view. So, okay. um, yeah, interesting fact for you, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anything with Jack Burton, the scene I love. I, I love the scene where you first meet Wang um, and he tries to cut the bottle in half. Interesting fact about that scene as well. And it's not it's not a fact, but it took me until I watched it this week to realize that the Pork Chop Express actually transports pigs. For some <laughs> for some reason, I didn't realize that after watching it for probably 30 years. Well, you thought that was just uh, a random name of the yeah of the yeah. Truck. I, I just thought it was um yeah the truck's name the pork chop. Yeah. So. I do I do like the intro though with egg. Oh, it's a, it's a classic scene. It's a classic yeah. scene. Good, um, good scene. But if I go back to the fight scene, the the first one, what's really interesting, right? The two gangs come up. Um, there's a funeral for the one end. Mm. They've they've got guns. One minute. Mm. And then they all come out and have hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, no, well, I think, they, I think they were just firing warning shots. Isn't it? It's like, right, we'll get this on, but let's do it the right way. And I, the, the guy who was in the coffin, he gets dumped on the floor. They use the, the um, whatever they were using to carry him as weapons. And, mm. yeah, the fight scene is, is just brilliant. You've got, you've got the guy with the meat cleavers, you've got the guy with the long hair, and then you've got you know, the signs that the, the, yeah. the good guys are doing. Brilliant, absolutely. What would you change about the film? And we we've said, look, it's not perfect, but are there elements of it that you think actually, if they just changed that, that would make it better? Prog. Uh, we've already touched on it. I think the three storms. You know, that's not to say I wouldn't have them in there. I think uh, they certainly add, you know, to the the mystical and mysticism of the of the. Of the Chinese uh, I just mythology, think underused. Mm. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they did have more to do Jeez, in the yeah. film, but maybe because of the performances, they cut some scenes out. I don't know. I I, I do like. Is it Peter Kwan who, who plays Rain? I think he does a decent job. He's quite uh, he's quite charismatic, but I don't know whether I'm saying he's charismatic compared to the other two. Well, he, he um, that wasn't his hair, and he was in um, makeup supposedly for three hours every day to have that long, luscious hair. Oof. Wow. But going back, right, no lightning. He's hardly used. 
Yeah. yeah. He does this sort of, you know, shooting <laughs> the lightning out, and then Egg kills him by dropping a statue on his head. <laughs> well, yeah, that would kill most people, wouldn't yeah. it? Egg, how did you get up there? Wasn't easy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, he's brilliant, Egg. Is yeah. Ev, can I go? Oh, for, can, yes, yeah, I've, I've got. I've got a few things here. Even how much? Even though how much I love the film, there's plot holes galore. Yeah, which, which you don't you don't notice because the film's that good. But then it. But then I didn't want to go into the plot because I just thought we would just end up talking uh, about it for like twenty minutes. But if you're gonna go there, I'll on. go on. I've got to. I've got to. First, first of all, who is Tara? The girl, like the girl that like Gracie Law picks up at the airport. Why is she there? You don't even know. You don't know why she's there. You no, don't she's know there, what. She's there to start a new life. Really? Yeah, she's come over to America to start a new life. Gracie Law says one line about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, tick, tick off. Right. Next. Um, Gracie, Gracie Law. How did she, how does she know where to go for places? That she's just met Jack and Wang. And then after after all the the big fight scenes and everything, and then Jack's Jack's in the kimono, he's he's just had a shower and whatever, and then just refreshed. Then obviously she turns up at the door. How does she know to go there? Yeah, I I get where you're going with this because Eddie comes back at that point, and he seems to know everything that's going on. Yeah, like he's he's the one that drops a lot of uh, information in for the yeah. audience, as it were. But I think I think Wang. Does say something about Gracie Law in the airport about her being trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they're they're aware of her, aren't they? Yeah. So oh, I took okay. it that they kind of knew each other or were aware of each other. Because I um, Uncle, what's his name? Uncle Chen. Uncle Chu. Uncle, Uncle Chu. What yeah. the hell is Gracie <laughs> Law doing here? <laughs> so they know each other, but I know what you mean, Ed. This, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not well explained, is it? Yeah. I've only got a few more. Hold on. In when Egg Chen gives them gives them like the, the magic potion or whatever, do you reckon he's just giving them like some class A in liquid form just to make them a bit just to make them a bit high? Well, so if, it's, <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a Chinese, it's some herbals, isn't it? Oh, I, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. He's just giving them a placebo. It's nothing. Yeah. It's, pro- it's probably an early form of uh, Monster or Red Bull, isn't it? <laughs> giving them some popping candy, and that's about it. One thing I was going to say about Egg Chen. There's a there's a line that Lopan says to him when they have mm. the um the mystical fight where they use this uh, sort of power. I don't know where you're going with this. You, you never you never could beat me. Yeah. And I, I love that line because in that one line you get the impression that Egg has been after Lopan, not for years, but maybe centuries. Yeah. That Egg is himself. You know, a, 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 you know, he's obviously a sorcerer, but that he's been around for yeah. millennia, maybe. You know, yeah. That I was, I was going to mention that as well. Yeah, and it's, it, it's, it, you know, you think you think that they're they're sort of enemies or mm. rivals, you know, for years and years past. I, um, have you got any more plot points? Oh, sorry, sorry, just one one thing. Um, how strong must Jack Burton be to throw that knife through the skull of Lopan? Well, he does say it's a good knife. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> but I get what you mean. It should have just been like, I, I, I wouldn't. I would have rather did have gone there in the yeah. chair. Yeah, I think I would have, but it doesn't look as good, does it? 
Oh, no, I suppose not. Yeah. Let's be honest, knife in the top of the head looks way, <laughs> looks way better. As things go from a believable point of view, it's probably the one thing I'll let slip considering there's a massive hairy ginger monster and there's a floating eyeball. I was going to bring up one plot point. This is something I, I didn't quite work out myself. Maybe you boys can help me. The two gangs or armies are fighting, right, at that funeral, and the three storms turn up and just rip through them, both, yeah? They just go through both armies. Yet one of the armies is at the wedding at the end. Yeah, well, it, it's, I thought that, but then if you, if you look at the scene, scene again closely, you see that when the, when the storms are, are ripping, through, ripping through, the, through the other guys, it's only the, the ones in yellow. There's no ones in red that are, that are getting attacked. Ah, right. So maybe then the three storms turned up to defend the other army yeah. because obviously yeah. Jack Burton does says that the yellow turbans were winning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe I've yeah, yeah. That, that makes if that's the case, that makes a, mo- a lot more sense. Oh, sorry. I, sorry, I don't know if you noticed as well, but you actually see Lopan before he gets run over. Yeah, yeah. But... He's on the corner, isn't he? Watching the truck. Yeah. With the- Drives past, yeah, yeah. I did notice that, yeah, yeah. Which is surprising considering considering he's um, you know, he's he, he almost looks human there, but you but you don't see him at, you don't see him at that point in the film after that because he's either too old or he's like a yeah. demon ghost thing. That's that's the other thing as well, Lord. Do you know when he runs over Lopan? If he's a ghost, he should have just driven through him, shouldn't he? But or does he just take his clothes? No, no. Do you know when the tr- Lopan. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but are his, uh, is it his clothes that just fall, not him? No, no, because Lopan's clothes go through the walls when he's going to see uh, yeah. the the girls with green eyes. That's a good point. So that that was something that didn't quite add up. I I never understood why that happened. Maybe it was just <laughs> like you said. There's brilliant. There's loads of it that doesn't yeah. add up. I, I mean, and let me just make it clear to the audience. I don't care. You've got to let it go. No, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't care when I'm watching it. I enjoy the film so much yeah. that I don't care. A couple of things we've already mentioned that I would change as well, uh, so I'm not going to go into them. But I always wanted a sequel. Oh, I was busting for a sequel for yeah. years and years. And um, a few years back, Dwayne Johnson was um, attached to a sequel. Uh, and it, was it a sequel or a remake? It was more of a reboot, actually, than a sequel. Right. However, in, in the last 12 months or so, there, there's been a few more sort of murmurings to an actual sequel. Ooh. Wow. So I, I don't know if any... To be honest, these come up every now and again anyway. So wherever Wait, that would, it, would they actually go to China then, perhaps? I don't know. But, you know, ultimately, you'd want Kurt Russell back in there, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'd get the gang back together. Let's get the gang back together. <laughs> Let's get Eddie Even Eddie. <laughs> um, the other thing was, right, um, the one thing I would change, I don't like like the computer game scenario. I, I don't like it as a scene. Do you know? Um, I, 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 I don't know why. Um, I, I think it's... I, I've got no issue with it being in there. I think the issue that I've got is all of a sudden, both of them are using this power, and you think, well, why haven't you used it previously? 
Yeah, no, I, I understand that, yeah. I, I think it's the case of, though, because the film is only, what, 100 minutes? If yeah, that. not long. I mean, you, half, yeah. you, you, let's be honest, you're flying through that film. And I think, I, I like to think of it as like, they're sprinkling in little things to give you this, it's almost like world building, isn't it? But they can't go into a lot of depth about it because otherwise the film would t- just go on forever. It's like when they go to get to Lopans at the end to get the girls back before the wedding, they go through the underground, don't they? And you get that monster come out and eat that one guy. It will come out no more. What? What will come out no more? <laughs> yeah. But you you see that that creature like once, but you get the impression that there's this whole world of these creatures. So I understand what you're saying, but I I like those. Like elements. Also, in... then, did your egg, egg Chen, did he live in a fire station? Because it, it looks yeah. like a fire yeah. station, and then it's got a pole that goes down to another floor. Or maybe you just think it's a fire station because there was a pole. Well, well, maybe. Or that was that was the only filming location they had. Yeah. Do you know when you go to the strip club? Do you think you're in a fire station then? Well, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or you? Go... Where where are these firemen wearing so little clothes? Or, or yeah, you people. go to a strip club thinking you go into a fire station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we move on to the last section, which obviously is the recommend side of things, a couple of things about the film. It we've mentioned already, it didn't really do very well in the box office. But from a Rotten Tomatoes point of view, and I know at times we often have Rotten Tomatoes. The with we we take it with a pinch of salt, but it, it does quite well in there. It's seventy eight percent, which you know it is, is decent. Mm. But one of the things that the DVD commentary suggests, and it's a John Carpenter and Kurt Russell, is that they did a test of the um you know the, an audience test, and it was really positive. But they felt then the twenty century Fox put very little effort into promoting the movie, and it ultimately ended in it bombing and also it was released not long after aliens came out Mm. so they were sort of suggesting that um all these factors had a major impact of why it didn't do quite well because in theory i think it should have it was a film Mm. of the time which you know i i can see or it should have done really well yeah definitely and and it's funny you mentioned that because i don't I, i don't remember seeing any trailers at all even like even sort of, you know. I'm, I'm going to say you now. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm okay. going to say you now. It's it's a film that's that was ahead of its time, but it is so of its time. Okay, I get. I so get like, what you're saying there. Yeah. So like the 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 Asian elements and the martial arts aspects. I I I don't think people were ready for it in America at that time, mm. but. It couldn't be. It couldn't have been done at any other time. The film. No, no, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get. One hundred percent agree with you there. Mm. So then, moving on to the final section, would you recommend the film? I'm gonna. Can I go first? Go on, go on, yeah, go on. Go on. Yeah. As much as I love it, I wary about who I would recommend it to. It's not. A, I. It's not just a, a blank yes for me. Yeah. I, you know, as much as I love it and I would love people to watch it and enjoy it, 
I think people have to be of a particular mindset or to enjoy certain films. I mean, we've we've done uh, another film similar to this, which is Total Recall. And I think my thoughts on Total Recall are mirrored with this. I think, you know, because it's, it's a B-movie vibe, you know, of its time, I think people who like that sort of thing will would love this. I think this is the uppermost of those type of films. But I don't know whether other people would enjoy it as much. I'd, uh, I, I get what you're saying, and it's quite hard to, to actually pinpoint uh, a, I say a social group of people who you would recommend this to, because I think it, you'd, I mean, you could see all oh, like the kit, the kids or teenagers or whoever who are big into like manga and anime and stuff like that, just because of the, the Japan, the, the Asian influence and, and, and stuff like that. Or you could, you could appeal it to like the, you know, the, um, the B movie type fans or the action action fans or whatever, um, yeah, and and I'm I'm the same really. I think it's I'd 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 want everyone to watch this film because I think I'd I think it's a great <laughs> film. But you but you wouldn't you you wouldn't go sort of stick your colours on the mast and go yeah I recommend this to everyone because yeah. you you know not everyone will like it. Yeah, I I, I, I was I I would say right if someone asked you about it. Hmm. Right. Say some. Say someone came up to you and hadn't watched it and said, "Do you reckon I should watch Big Trouble in Little China?" This is what I would say to him. I loved it. I don't know if you would. And I'm over, I'm I'm gonna put my own, put my flag on the mast or whatever the saying is here, right? Flag in the ground, plant my flag. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna show my true colours. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. And that's quite hard for me to say because I love this film so much. And it's yeah. for exactly the reasons that you guys have already said. I wouldn't recommend the film because I think it's all the time. I love it, but I think I love it because I watched it at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, w- it would be a specific type of person, I would have to say, yes, go and watch it. But, you know, I, I, I th- Go on, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, but- and Evan's already touched on it that they, you know, have to like certain elements for me to then say, "Go and watch this film. I think you'll enjoy it." I think you would be hurt as well, emotionally scarred. I, I think I'd be, I'd be really hurt, right? If, if I said to someone, "Go and watch this film. It's amazing," and they came back and they went, "That was a pile of shit." <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to put myself. There. <laughs> It's just be, you see a single solitary you don't want to have one of your down. favorite films slagged <laughs> off by someone else. Yeah, I, I, maybe yeah. that's exactly it. Uh, it. Well, you want to treasure it for yourself. You want to keep it, keep it close to you. You don't want to let it out to the world. Yeah. Uh, and earlier, right? I mentioned about having a sequel, and that's one of the dangers for me, right? That a sequel would be made, but it would be made for today's audiences. Yeah, and that that that's the one aspect of having a sequel that worries me. If I I think if I if there was a sequel to be made, I, I'd want it to be true to the original, but I don't think it can be because I don't think any um, production company would make it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's it's become such a cult classic now, though that there's there is an argument that maybe the audience is there now, but I, I yeah, okay. I'd love it. If, I'd love it if it was. I mean, what would what would you do with it though? I mean, Kurt Russell's in his what sixties now. 
possibly so, well, older, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if if Harrison Ford's making Indiana Jones films, yeah, but again, no, mate, you, we haven't seen what that's going to be yet. I mean, look oh. at the last Indiana Jones film. Mm. I mean, there, there are elements of the Crystal Skull that I enjoy, but that doesn't mean it's a good film. Yeah, far too much CGI in that for me. Oh God, yeah. Anyway, let's start wrapping up. I'm going to leave you right with two different aspects of the films that um one is a fact and one is something that impacted on me right so the first fact is on chen egg chen's bus his tour name is called uncle eggs tour guarantee a good time (laughs) yeah it's in chinese letters and obviously you um we we can't read that the second one is and you both know him but wang reminds me of someone and he reminds me of a young Adam Reese, who's one of our friends from back home. <laughs> Go back and watch the film, and Prog will know this. Think oh. about Adam as a Boy Scout growing up in the 90s. And it, it just looks like Adam. I think you... Uh, yeah, I was just going to say then, Adam is not that cool. <laughs> Plus, he's not Asian. <laughs> yeah, let's be... Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's leave it on that, that note. Um, subscribe to the channel. We're on YouTube. Follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that malarkey. Um, f- podcasts come out every Wednesday. So, yeah, check them out. Cheers, all. Bye. Bye.